Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1.33 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. This is Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of 13 Edmonton area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. We go to our Oilers Now headliner today, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show uh, former NHL executive now doing a lot of work with Sportsnet, maybe more based on the news of the day, Mike Fuda. Mike, how are you? Good stuff. Just another day at the office. Yeah, hey, let's, uh, let's do this. Um, just, just so you know, the last, I'm just going to throw this out at you. The last former, the most recent former executive that came aboard on Oilers now that started to do a weekly hit on our show, Brian Burke just got hired today by Pittsburgh. So you know what? You can sit there and say, Stoff, throw me a bone. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. Now, hey, I, I, now, Mark Spector just told us a story before he went, uh, before he went to break here, Mike. He said, uh, Mike won a 50-50 at a World Junior game at Edmonton. Was that back in 2012-13? Oh, I don't even remember what year it was, but it was, uh, uh, I was, I literally arrived a day early to pick up all our scouts tickets. Um, it was just a unique experience. I'm sitting there by myself, and I mean, we had that can never leave early. So I went down and I saw it up there. It was eighty-seven thousand dollars, and I went down and the first lady was sold out, and the next lady had one ticket. So I bought one ticket, went back to my seat, and I'm watching the game. And Canada is just putting the boots to Czech Republic. It was like seven or eight one. So the number comes up, and I've got a double take. Like obviously, I like all of a sudden go in, I start sweating like the pilot from airplane because it looks like. <laughs> It looks like this thing's coming true. I had to pull a police officer aside and have him look at it because I was starting to get the. And he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, he won." So I got up, 
and I'm, I'm now I've got like I think I've got a bottle of Wayne Gretzky's wine. I've got 800 tickets that I'm like scuttling out. And I remember like, I think it was actually Brad Chelving was with Arizona at the time, and he started giving me the business about leaving early. There you go, gonna break the rule, leaving early. And I'm like I think I won the 50-50, and I went down. And I mean, I'm not going to get into the details, but I was just coming off a divorce, so I'd just written a pretty big check. <laughs> there was a lot going on in my mind. I remember, I remember dropping a couple f bombs. I thought I first of all, I thought I won forty three five or something, right? So which is still pretty darn good. And I get down there, and they ask me for identification. They go, "Oh no, you won eighty seven thousand dollars." So they're handing me this check the size of like one of these things off the Price Is Right, and I'm like. <laughs> And I kept yelling, is this effing tax-free? <laughs> and then I was like, do I have to pick, do I, does my ex-wife get in here? <laughs> I was asking legal questions in my panic, and then they said, no, the only thing, it's all yours, it's tax-free. The only thing you have to do is you got to give us your name to put up on the board. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. I'm working for the Los Angeles Kings. And they said, no, no, it's, you have to. That's part of the deal. So they end up putting up Mike Feuder from Mississauga. And sure enough, Gord Miller picks it up because check I think checks hadn't touched the puck yet that period. He's like, "Oh my God, Mike Cuda just won eighty-seven thousand dollars while working for Tia, you know, while working for the Los Angeles Kings." So I was like, I was trying to get out of Dodge. I think I left the wine, hopped in a cab. My phone was up to about two hundred buzzes because everybody was texting me because the Gord Miller let the can out of the box. I don't know more for my ex-wife. <laughs> Wondering if the money was still in play. <laughs> And I remember getting to the hotel in Edmonton and the cab driver, they were announcing on the radio that this scout from Los Angeles Kings won the 50-50 draw. And this cab driver is literally cursing at the radio. Like, some guy, you know, some guy wins a 50-50 draw. You know, here I am driving a cab. Some guy probably making me hundreds of thousands of dollars working for a team and he wins. This is so wrong. And I'm like sitting in the back like, okay, what do I do here? So I got out. I uh, thanked the guy, gave him a $100 tip, and he goes, what, what? And I go, I'm that guy. <laughs> and I went into the hotel and locked myself in the room and stared at the check. So, yeah, thanks for the office. That is, that is, I too, I too have won a 50-50 once. But the problem was, no disrespect to the product, it was at an Edmonton Huskies football game. And Bill LaForge had left hockey and was the general manager, the since-departed Bill LaForge, one of the toughest men in the history of hockey. Yeah, the coach, the former Vancouver Canucks coach. He was the GM of the Edmonton Eskimos, or the Edmonton uh, Huskies football club. And I was there working for a publication called Sports Scene Magazine. And so I'm interviewing Bill, and they announced the 50-50 ticket, and I have the ticket. And he's got the money. Like, it it was the chances, you know, and it was like 120 Oh, yeah, it was like $125. It was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't 87000 And well, your my previous, uh, Yeah, my previous best was a fruit basket at a Bramley Excel Sears lacrosse game. So I was a huge jump up. And then, of course, for the next five years, every time there's a 50-50 draw that I'm in the building, I have to take the, you know, group. And every scout in hockey has got a, a, a non-original quick putting me down about winning a 50-50 draw, and I had I have never bought one since. And uh, 
but I did see the amount has really jumped up tremendously when I saw some of that stuff. The others, like, wow. I I think actually we were above. Somebody can and, and a reminder for everybody: the Remax fifty fifty online for tonight's game against Ottawa. Visit EbbetsOilers dot com. Uh, but uh, I think we are above a million bucks for the winner on Saturday wow. night for the Oilers Flames game. Mike, uh, let's do this. Um, we're going to get you to tell, uh, shed some insight here. How, you know, how comfortable, I mean, you're pretty comfortable telling that story, but there are, are, are there some things you can't say, uh, given the role that you've had and the, and the possibility that you too may exist, uh, in another, you know, with an, in another entity, with another organization at some point, another role? Do you have to caution yourself in, at times in terms of revealing too much in some of the, in terms of some of the storytelling that you've done, uh, since you've moved into some of the media stuff uh, from your management days? Well, I, I would be not being truthful if the pages aren't flipping when I'm, on the panel and stuff like that about you know caution light my mom actually just sent me a text saying watch what you say <laughs> at all times um but it's it, honestly i think you can tell a story and i mean the one thing i've kind of told the guys that i don't want to offend anybody um i don't want to offend anybody that sits in those chairs because it's a really difficult job and i've sat well i've sat in the second chair and i certainly hope Soon I sit in the number one chair somewhere or number two chair again, but it is because you don't want to, people are asking you, basically if somebody's having some not success, they're asking you, I mean, like, like the Vancouver stuff, like, like I'm trying to like, like Tyler Toffoli is obviously someone, you know, near and dear to myself. So when you're telling the story, I'm not trying to put down the Canucks because, but it's hard when you like, you're trying to explain a story that this kid is literally like in a normal year, They'd only see him twice, right? If he's without this Canadian vision. And this eight game thing, I mean, he's on pace for 50 just against Vancouver. So that's tough to tell that story without, without causing, you know, but it, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I really enjoy the gig. Um, I hope now with, I mean, with Berkey, who knows what's going on. I mean, that, I mean, Berkey's my number one reference. So him getting, the, I might have to readjust my references because him getting the president's job. <laughs> And actually, who I've worked with, who's another great guy, who's, you know, very deserving of the position. You know, he, he had a rough goal in Philly where obviously his, everything's near and dear to him. And now he's, you know, he's got a second, second wow. lease on life. We, we want a Stanley Cup together. So um, it'll, be good, it'll be good for him to get back at it. But uh, for me now, I mean, I, my initial thing is I hope that it frees up some more time for me. I've already told the producer there at Sportsnet that I'm willing to dye my hair white and look very upset at the entire world uh, every night I go on just to fill Berkey's shoes. So <laughs> we'll see. I, I smile a little bit more than Berkey on TV, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. Long-time NHL executive Mike Fuda joining us in Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, I want to hit on something here that I uh, – and maybe you could shed some insight for our listeners. Milan Lucic. Uh, how engaged were the Kings in those conversations before he signed with the Edmonton Oilers? And sometimes you have to be careful of what you wish for when you're a player. Yeah, we talked about this stuff, and I, I've made it quite clear. Milan Lucic growing up, I mean, I told him, like, when we traded for him, he's probably my favorite hockey player, like, uh, as far as what he brought from Boston and, and and the ultimate kind of can beat you up and score goals and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we made the trade for Luch. Um, I've talked about it saying, you know, we should be probably in retrospect, um, 
not having Slavovoyanov, or we were speculating that he was going to be in the lineup with regards to his legal problems. We never really filled that hole properly. I mean, we should fill it with Kevin Bieksa, but we didn't. And then we brought Luch in, and we, you know, he came as advertised. He fit in very well with our team. Uh, you know, became best friends with Tyre Toffoli. It was great chemistry there. But, you know, Luch, Luch, we didn't have the money. We also had something we were, there was something concerned to an injury, whether it came to fruition or not. But we were not engaged at all. We didn't come close to what he was hoping to get. Um, Dean was in a spot where there wasn't, there just clearly wasn't finances available to go anywhere near where um, he felt he was going to get with Edmonton. And, and again, I mean, knowing what an emotional player he is and what a great person a teammate he is, it's tough to make that decision. So he goes to Edmonton and then, you know, I think it was three days later, he's like, you got to, you know, you got to trade to me back. Luke, that's not the way it works. I mean, sometimes I think, you know, it'd be a lesson for anybody that's kind of made really good money too, that maybe taking a little less and, and staying happy, you know, his family loved it. He loved the sunshine. He bought a house and stuff like that. But it certainly looks like, you know, he got a second chance. Like things did not go well for him at Edmonton on the ice or sometimes and you know you get another opportunity it looks like he's got a big smile back in his face I know that he's really paired off with Mark Giordano in Calgary as far as uh, you know teammates and he looks like the smile's back in his face you know I thought last year in the playoffs that looked a little bit more like vintage Luch I am sure this year he'd want to be a little bit more consistent with his game but he's a tough player those are tar- those are hard to come by and it's not like you'd say you'd say to a guy like that maybe you should you know, maybe you should drop the gloves more often. It's guys like that, it's hard for them to get fights, right? They just don't. I mean, I remember a play against Toronto where I was surprised because Wayne Simmons ran over top of Manziapani in the corner, and there was really no response. But Luke lined up against them, and I'm sure Simmer just said, "No, no, thank you." There's about a 40 pound difference here. Not going to work. But I mean, hopefully Luke gets it together and uh, with his team. And I mean, that's probably when you see that Toronto and Montreal are kind of separating themselves from the. Canadian pack, and then I think the Calgary A game is on par with that, but there's been a lack of consistency out of them, yeah. the Oilers, and Winnipeg. I mean, Winnipeg, and now I guess we'll get able to evaluate the Nelly that they go on the lineup. Uh, and again, Vancouver has been, been tough sledding there, very tough sledding. So, my theory on this, uh, Mike, is that. You know, Edmonton has every organization has to draft and develop their own players. But you know, uh, in the case of Milan, he had the personal connection to Peter Chiarelli, and I'm sure Peter sold him on the opportunity. And it was a compelling sale when you think about it. Milan, we have Connor Mc like they didn't even know how good Drysaddle was when they signed Lucic in 2016. Like I mean, Leon had a a 50 something point season in 15-16. He looked pretty good with Taylor Hall on that line, but uh, Peter had prior history with Milan and and the reality is I think what's worked in Calgary Mike is that he's not in their top six there's not as much expectation on him would you agree or disagree with that I think there's a yeah he looks like he's really that line I mean whether well, it was I think it was Bennett and Dubé last year in the playoffs there was a comfort level that they were you know when they got her going they were almost like the old Clutterbuck uh who was it Clutterbuck Zizekas and uh Martin, the other one, and Martin, 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 yeah. Martin, everybody says that's your chaos line, right? And they've got such good chemistry that that's kind of the way they came across and the way they played. But I agree with you, Scott. We had this conversation. I mean, I mean, listen, Edmonton's worked for some pretty darn good hockey players as far as, like, I, I struggle when, you know, I think Brian Burke might have said it, when Canadian players, you know, don't want to play in certain Canadian markets for whatever reason. I mean, he, he got arguably the nicest building in, in hockey, 
and it's just a hockey town. Like, it's just such an incredible hockey town. It, who wouldn't want to play for the Edmonton Oilers? But it, it, I think some players now, I mean, the younger athlete looks around and they work, they have their choice, you know. Of course, you know, you want to, maybe like Vegas is an ideal spot, not only because of the product, but the taxes, the tax purposes, everybody talks about the taxes and the, the tax situation in, in uh, Vegas and in Florida, how it benefits the players. Plus, you got some warmth. You got some, uh, you know, weather that's going to keep the wife happy. But I just think if, if, if Edmonton's good enough for Wayne Gretzky and, and the slew Mark Messi of Hall of Famers and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, then there's a lot of guys that aren't quite in the same snack bracket that it should be good enough for them as well. And throw in a Hall of Fame general manager, it should be pretty uh, pretty nice market to play in. Well, I think this year, in fairness, Mike, they got a couple guys, uh, Cahoon, who came in on a one-year deal, you know, dirt cheap deal, and, and then and then Tyson Berry. Like, Berry did choose Edmonton over a couple other opportunities elsewhere. So sometimes it's about situational fit. Let me ask you this, um, because, uh, you know, you, you know the player well from your time in Los Angeles. You watch this guy's growth and evolution. He's right in your city. Our, we have people texting us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line, Mike, and they want to know, what would be the acquisition cost for Edmonton to get John Gibson? Sure, well, yeah, I think you have to go back to off the top of my head. Sorry, I still got my Pittsburgh notes in my head. <laughs> At least the last the top number one goalie did it. Like, I mean, because there's, a, for example, there's a team that's trying to acquire a goaltender too. Obviously, yeah. it's a, probably a first. I mean, he probably got realistic term on his deal. Um, I think you're talking a top prospect, uh, a first-round pick for sure. Probably, probably has to be unprotected, and probably a B prospect as well. I mean, that's a big. I, I love Gibson. I think, uh, and I think that you know, I think right now that's probably a deal that's there to be made. Um, I don't know why. Like, I don't know whether why why, why Bob Murray would want to give him up, but. Um, it's interesting. The guy that I think, that, I mean, I still think he's done a lot of game left is Martin Jones, personally. Uh, I think getting a little closer to home might be something interesting for him. I always loved Jones. Yeah, I don't know where his, his game kind of got off track there with a ton. Of, I mean, he was lights out at first, and I think there's still an A game there to be found, but it's just that sometimes it's just a confidence thing getting back. You know, like almost like a little bit like flurry. You know how he lost his game a little bit and then got it back in Vegas. I think maybe a change of scenario would be good for Jonesy and getting close to home. He's not someone that's going to complain about going to Western Canada because that is home. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, again, I, I mean, I'm with you. I don't see why Anna. Here's, here's. I mean, they can't score. Uh, Bob Murray's had a long run. That organization's been very loyal to their employees, as you know. But I just wonder, you know, you, I mean, you mentioned an unprotected first-round pick. The Oilers have Broberg and Bouchard. I would think that it would be, the fir- uh, you know, a first-rounder, one of Broberg and Bouchard, Holloway plus. I actually think it would be that yeah, much. I, I don't think, and, I, and, it's, it's a, and then you start to look, you, you want to give up. I mean, uh, right. Because, again, you've got guys that are your own. Um, and you better be sure because, you know, again, you got it's an American goaltender yep. coming into a Canadian market. And it might, I mean, I know there's some American guys on our LA team that their entire no trade is just go through the provinces in Canada. They don't want to cross the border. So, um, whereas, like, I mean, you get a guy like Blake Wheeler that's completely, you know, invigorated by the Winnipeg market, right? So it, it can be done, but you better be sure. Because the last thing you need is a guy sitting in his basement in Edmonton going, oh, what was me? 
um, regardless whether you're, especially at that position, regardless of how professional you are or how good you are. Mike, let's do this again. Thank you for your time. Always a pleasure, Stoll. Be good. All right, there you go. That is Mike Fuda. He is uh, the former assistant general manager of the Los Angeles Kings. He's doing Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Some more currently for Sportsnet. It is 151 in Edmonton. We're going to take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, Brad from St. Albert has texted in to say, Bob, Mike, uh, Mrs. Fuda's lawyer was on line number two just when Mike was doing that interview. That's an unbelievable story. $87,000 he wins on the 50-50. Uh, Brad adds, Bill LaForge's Enoch Tomahawks Junior B team was a tough, tough team. They had Jeff Crawford. Yes, and they had Robert Moran as well. And he was uh, he was a tenacious guy as well, very smart uh, local business guy here in town. Bob Stoffer with you along with with Brendan Escott as we go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel for Dennis and Jason Laliberti. What do you got, Brendan? 1993, Shane Corson, two goals and an assist. The Oilers beat the Kings 6-3 at the Great Western Forum. Now, Rob Blake ejected for a high stick in the second period before Marty McSorley was shown the gate with two seconds left for spearing Gretzky with two assists against his old team. Uh, Shane Corson, of course, spent time as an Oilers captain. Some have suggested he wasn't one of the better captains Edmonton. I will tell you, when he was on the team, he was probably the first, you know, one of, he's certainly one of the top three players on the team. And Shane Corson could chuck him. I mean, he could fight. He, uh, and he had a pretty good jaw as well. So I've always felt that, uh, you know, a terrific Montreal Canadian, maybe not quite as popular here, but he, I thought he was, you know what? It's on a, on a mic, it's a micro level to the macro level. It's Mark Messier in Vancouver. Like, you know, they hate Mark Messier in Vancouver. Um, I don't think that Shane Corson's always got the due respect for the caliber player that he was with, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, when he was here. Rob Blake, now the general manager of the LA Kings. We just had the uh, former assistant GM, Mike Fuda, on the show here. Um, Coming up, what do we got? Well, tomorrow we got the former GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning with the NHL Network now uh, started up Octagon's agency. And I have a feeling he's going to get back in the management business one day. Brian Lawton will join us on Oilers now. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey in town. John Shannon, part of the Sportsnet panel tonight. He's our NHL insider for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Cam Moon along with uh, Rob Brown and Reed Wilkins and myself. We'll have the face-off show for you today at 3.30, puck drop at 5 p.m. Thank you to everybody for listening to today's edition of Oilers Now. Have a terrific Tuesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.